get ready to strap on your boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode, I have Kevin Vincent. He's the VP of Global Business Development at Utopia VR, a really cool metaverse company. And today we're going to talk about where virtual meetings are headed in the future. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Jay, thanks so much for having me today. I appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation about this. Yeah, and for the people watching this, um, for people listening, you can't see this, but if you happen to watch the YouTube video, I'm actually in this really cool VR room with you on my desktop where I'm kind of moving you around the room where I want to put you, uh, which is kind of cool. And tell me a little bit about the interface in terms of, before we get into the topics, like the interface, how... You, you said I'm like a filmmaker here, right? I'm like a cinematographer almost, right? Yeah, the beauty of uh, WebXR, uh, which of course is not unique to our company. We're one of you know several companies that are in the space. The beauty of WebXR is you have this unique uh, desktop control of your environment, including your surroundings, including your camera streams, including uh, you know anything that you want to customize your environment with whether it's uh, you know still images, whether it's PDF files, whether it's uh, PowerPoints, it's entirely up to you. And you get to choose how your environment uh, looks and feels. It's really cool. I mean, I'm, I'm literally, while Kevin's talking, for people that are watching, I'm, I'm moving him around the room. I'm hearing him in different headphones. Uh, this is like the future of meetings, in my opinion. And in a, in a pandemic where everybody had to resort to using zoom fatigue, you know, zoom and this new, in the zeitgeist. Now we have this term zoom fatigue. Um, what happened, man? Like what happened to virtual meetings? You know, what was the urgency? Why did people get so tired of, of meetings and what's your take on it? Well, I think that there's a couple of things there to, to really unpack Jay. One is, one is this, I think zoom is sort of caught in the crosshairs of, of all of, uh, of the, of meeting fatigue is really what it is. It's not zoom fatigue so much as it is meeting fatigue because all of a sudden there's no travel time in between meetings. Like you don't go from one part of the building to another or from one, you know, location to another. So it's not like you get a break. And I think zoom fatigue is, is twofold. Number one, it has everything to do with the fact that there are meetings that are now scheduled back to back to back, you know, from nine o'clock in the morning until noon. And then you get your lunch break. And then there's another meeting at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. And then you go home and you try and shut things off. So I think zoom kind of got caught in the middle of, uh, of, uh, video conferencing, which has been around for a long time. But the other thing that that I think is is really important around uh, Zoom fatigue, and again, it's 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 not specific to Zoom, but it's video conferencing, and that is you're staring at a screen and you're looking at multiple images of multiple people, and if somebody picks up a cup of coffee like I'm about to do here right now, everybody's watching that person drink their coffee. If somebody scratches their ear, they're watching them scratch their ear. If a dog runs in the room and you're trying to tell the dog to be quiet, everybody's watching that person that's up on the screen. So I think that all factors into it. There's all kinds of academic studies as well that are out there that I that I haven't read and I'm, I don't plan on reading either. Uh, but I do know that uh, that uh, I think it's more meeting fatigue than it is Zoom fatigue. You know, yeah. thank goodness for Zoom because a lot of work would not have uh, you know gotten done uh, over the last several couple of years had it not been for companies like Zoom. Yeah, because like this couldn't have happened, you know, 20, 30 years ago or, you know, any other decade. This The technology we had 
during the pandemic definitely alleviated the stresses of working from home. Mm-hmm. And speaking of seeing people on camera, I mean, there were a lot of uh, issues with people doing the wrong thing, a lot of distractions, um, people falling asleep, people doing, um, you know, other things like that. So you mentioned maybe being on camera might not have been a good idea, but I see behind you here in this room, I'm going to go over here now and I'm going to see Kevin, the avatar. So tell me a little bit about having an avatar and, uh, you know, why that's what you guys are focusing on. Well, the... There, the avatar represents your physical presence uh, in an environment. Now, the cool thing when it comes to education, when it comes to retail environments, is the ability to be physically present in the environment. So the avatar represents you. Now, it's optional to, in our case, to be able to activate the camera and to be able to have a, a visual experience as well with the person that uh, that you're communicating with. And I'll, I'll use a, a really big and broad example. for um, Walmart has already trained a lot of their U.S. employees. In fact, they, I think they, they said re- most recently that, uh, that they had trained almost all of their employees in certain facets using virtual reality technology. You can see the day in the not too distant future, Jason, where instead of this, you know, this beautiful podcast studio or tech center, as we call it, you're going to be able to walk into a virtual Walmart on your computer instead of shopping at Walmart.com. It might be WalmartVR.com as an avatar. And you're going to be able to interact with somebody in Idaho in their pajamas who's working for Walmart. And you can ask them, hey, I need some of this, this and this today. Can you show me where it is? And you can literally walk up to it. And, and experience what that product looks like and decide whether or not it's something you want to purchase. Same thing goes for education. Same thing goes for uh, retail and manufacturing. Uh, well, well, the let's future. Talk, let's talk about the office, um, the office environment, right? Because like right now, sure. for example, I'm interviewing you or say I work with you. Uh, I don't want to jump on a Zoom because like you said, you know, there's a lot of distractions and whatnot. How does Utopia VR change the way that I now interact with you in a meeting environment or a work environment or a teaching environment? What, what, what are the main differences that show a huge difference in where it's headed? I always boil it down to one simple sentence. When you're in an environment like this, you feel like you are in a meeting rather than looking at a meeting. That's the simplest way to put it. Interesting. And there's an extraordinary difference. We did a tour uh, recently for a large group of, uh, of, of people that want to use our platform uh, out of Chicago. And that tour started at nine o'clock at night at a quarter to one in the morning, we had to cut it off. <laughs> and, and one, and, and one of the guys said, Hey, listen, you know what? This was, this was amazing. They said, I don't feel like I was in a meeting. I felt like I was just almost like bar hopping, going from one scene to another as we were giving them a tour. So it's a feeling and we all talk about building community. The difference here is you're not just building community, you're building connectivity. Mm-hmm. And you actually feel that in your bones when you're meeting in an environment like this. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this podcast now for a YouTube channel for probably seven or eight years, podcast for three years. And every single time I do it, it feels like, you know, an interview. Here I'm in a really cool room with windows on the ceiling and I see a beach in the background and I feel like I'm having some fun with you as opposed to interviewing you. It, it, it does kind of feel like I'm in a new environment. The fact that I can move around while I'm there, 
is also really cool. I'm assuming you can put a presentation on that big screen behind you or a video or something to talk about while we're in a meeting or, or whatnot. If it's a teacher, they can teach on that. That's pretty cool, right? So yeah. is that where this is headed? This is more of a literal, real-life version of what we would have been doing in person, but now in this environment? Absolutely. Uh, and it's not so much, Jay, uh, where it's headed. It's here now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's functional. It's fully functional. You're absolutely right. You know, typically in a Zoom meeting, somebody goes to share their screen. The first question they ask is, can you see that? Can you see my screen? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so now you're sort of trapped into that conversation. Here, you can preload everything, whether it's a PDF, a PowerPoint, a video. It can all be preloaded into your environment so that it's it's ready when your audience is there. That's really interesting. So it's almost kind of like a an actual room that you're in, like in real life, where you have paperwork on the desk, you have a, a screen projector behind you, you have you know a, v, a DVD player with the video or a computer with the video, whatever. It's the same thing, but it's all virtual. So that's really really cool. I mean, what are the other incentives for using this over a, a video conferencing tool? Well, I think there, there are several things. Number one is a video conferencing tool, and, and I'll, I'll use Zoom and, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams, Cisco's WebEx as an example. When you're done with the platform, when you're done using that as a tool, the meeting's over. There's no additional value there. Here, you can have legacy value from this room. So let's say you've toured a group of individuals through here and you wanted to show off some technology or you wanted to show off a particular product uh, that can live here in this space indefinitely as an ongoing tool, not just a meeting place. The other thing, another one of the, the, the great advantages here is Jason, if you wanted to, you could invite uh, half a dozen to maybe 20 people to come and sit here and watch you record this podcast wow. as an audience they could participate as an audience as well. That's pretty cool. And could I come back later? Like, let's say you did a presentation for me, uh, you're teaching me something, or I'm an investor and I watched your pitch and I want to come back because I had some more questions or I wanted to watch your presentation again or watch a video. Could I just come back to this room when I feel like it, click play and, and do it all over again but and watch the different, yeah. Yeah, the answer is both yes and no. <clears throat> the answer is, excuse me, <clears throat> I've got to clear my throat. The answer is yes, in the sense that the person who or the individual who set up the room has total control over that. So they can close it. They can make it private. They can make it open. Cool. The cool thing is, let's, let's think of it like as a retail environment for a moment. If it's a retail environment, it's a web tab. So if somebody pops into this room, a little doorbell goes off. Mm. So you could be sitting at your computer doing a Word document or, or, or sharing an email or responding to an email. All of a sudden, a doorbell goes off and you go, oh, someone's in my room. What's going on? You go in. So if you're an artist, might be somebody that's coming in to look at your art or your NFTs. We've this got is crazy. That so right wait a minute. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> my brain just went. <laughs> so you're telling me I could set up a retail space. In this room, show, showing off clothing or shoes or handbags or whatever, someone comes in the room through a web tab, doorbell goes off, and a VR associate comes up to me and says, hey, Jason, I see you're in my store. What are you looking for? And I could say, hey, I'm looking for a new pair of jeans. I could look at jeans and buy them? Not only is it a VR associate, it could be you as well. Right. If it's web, your webcam. environment, you can do that. 
So webcam and mm-hmm. VR, and then we're talking NFT. So I can have a virtual environment where. So wait, you just showed a, a Pepsi can came on the screen here. So I yeah, can, I just I, brought I, I, the, I just brought that, that Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> so I can grab that, move it around. I'm going to put it on the table over here. That's pretty crazy. So you can bring items to sell into these. This is this is way more than meetings. So th- this is where it's headed, right? The, and you're saying it's already here. Forget forget where it's headed. This new experience, Utopia VR and other virtual realities out there, you're telling me it's literally as if I'm in the real world. I can buy, I can see, I can talk to associates at stores and retail. We're, 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 what are we talking about here, man? What's the, what's the goal? It's all possible. The only thing that's in the way is creating the assets that you want to be able to go into the environment. We're working with a young woman right now out of Canada who sells luxury towels to luxury hotels that are made out of recycled material. And the hotels are just eating them up. So she's created her own little retail environment where she's able to walk uh, potential clients through and actually show them the towels in three dimensions. So if, and, and you know, what's really, what's really interesting, uh, Jay, is this, and I was going to hold it up, the, the iPhone 12 and above now has built-in LiDAR where you're able to scan these objects and and with a little bit of software tweaking, bring them in. So you're going to have eight-year-old, nine-year-old, ten-year-old kids. So this wow. is going to become just it's ubiquitous in their yeah. world, and they're going to be able to do this. And us adults are going to sit back in, in wonderment <laughs> and go like, "Wow, look look what that eleven-year-old did on on these on this kind of a platform." It's very exciting. So um, this is I'm I'm really impressed with all this. I think that the future of VR is it's not the future it's already here like you said uh, we are now meeting in these rooms with virtual uh, you know avatars with webcams so I can see the person presentations you can bring in assets I'm loving all this what do you think people should be looking for in the next five ten years if they want to be involved with something like this what 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 are they sh- like what are the top three things they should look at so they don't miss out on something like this well I think uh, the, the number one thing and I always give this as a recommendation to people is this our platform as an example is is free at the moment so you can actually set up an account on our platform for free and i'm not here to you know to give a big sales pitch about it i mean uh, about our platform i think you're you know you're you're sharing uh what is possible with us in 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 a wonderful way and i appreciate that but for example if you if you set up an account on on our platform every single one of us has lost a loved one uh, somewhere in the past, mother, father, grandfather, grandmother, uh, somebody who died too young. And we all talk about celebrations of life. So one of the easy ways to get your foot sort of in the, the metaverse, so to speak, and experience it is to set up a tribute room where you can bring in images and videos and, uh, and, and photographs that are special about that person and set up uh, a special room, like a little museum in honor of that person and get together with family members like you and I are right now as avatars, but also turn our cameras on and share in the memory of that person. So that's one way that uh, people can do it right now. You can do that right now. Wow. And and if you're a uh, and you don't have to be a business person or an entrepreneur to do that, anybody can do it. Or beloved, the pet, other or thing, beloved pets, right? Beloved pets, right? Pets. I, I listen. I, I know there are people cats. doing it. <laughs> fan pages. I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the show called Yellowstone on Amazon right now, and uh, I've got a 
real fan crush on one of the characters. So I set up a, 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 a tribute, a room for, <laughs> a tribute to, to Beth Dutton. Oh I think God. she's one of the, <laughs> I think she's one of the greatest TV characters in ages. That's great. And so I've got this fan tribute room set up for her where people can literally just go in and hang out just like you and I are hanging out in this environment right now and just marvel in some of these famous quotes and memes that are out there cool. uh, about Beth Dutton. So, yeah, so that's another way. The retail and the business, listen, some of the biggest companies, as you know, in the world, they're all looking to develop three-dimensional environments. Right. That's what the metaverse is. It's just a better Internet. The metaverse is not a noun. It's, it's an adjective. It's yeah. describing a better Internet. Love it. This is this was great, man. I um my eyes have been opened way more than they were before, thanks to you and Utopia VR, Kevin. This was uh, really really awesome. I appreciate you coming. Jay, it's my pleasure. And uh, if I can uh, if I can help uh, somewhere down the line with with additional shows or clients, uh, I'm I'm here to help. Uh, our philosophy is that a rising tide lifts all boats, and so we're here to help as much as possible. That's great. And yeah, we, you know, I do work on a lot of stuff. Um, for example, I just released a documentary that's now streaming online uh, called Cutting Corners about unsafe construction. And it would be really cool to have it on the screen right there behind you and have a room full of people that can watch it uh, uh, all together. Um, that's kind of like a cool idea. Movie screenings. I mean, that right there in the pandemic was a really tough logistical nightmare for me to try to put these together because of the co you know covid and everything so that's just we have example. a uh, we have a screening studio specifically for that purpose where you can have about 20 people in a room comfortably it literally feels like you are in a private uh, movie screening studio where you can watch it all together I can, think of, I can think of a million ideas of what we could do with this. Uh, my, my current NFT project coming out, we can have like, you know, collection parties and all that stuff, launch parties. We're going to be talking to you and I, Kevin. And um, again, Kevin, thanks. Appreciate it. And hopefully everyone uh, likes Utopia VR. They can check you out at utopiavr.com and sign up for free to try it out and see what they think. And as always, leave comments. Tell us what you think about the platform. Any kind of... Uh, uh, maybe cool features you might want to see in the future from Kevin and his company. And as always, I will see you in next week's episode. Thanks for listening. If you learned something in today's episode, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, on Amazon. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. Also, you can support this podcast by leaving me a positive review and also by visiting patreon.com slash strap on your boots to become a member and get bonus material. See you in next week's episode.